Welcome to another episode of One for the Table. Sorry about all the rustling. John is um, still getting himself situated. I was eating a, I was eat, putting away a bag of beef jerky. I'm your host, Kim Chi. And I'm John Kung. And I'm a little perturbed right now. Why? <laughs> because of what you just showed me. So I'm showing a John a uh, little rice ball I got from 7-Eleven that is filled with salmon roe. And it was only like two dollars. Well, how much was it? It's like two hundred yen, so it's like not even two dollars. Are you kidding me? Oh my god, that's all I want in my life. Uh, and perturbed is not the right word. Just uh, annoyed. Check out this one. This one is a uh, minced tuna and egg yolk inside of a rice bowl. What? They look tiny. They look like little cupcake size rice bowls. Rice ball, only oh, rice, rice ball, not rice bowl. I thought you were saying rice bowl. You could have no, just rice ball. Oh, onigiri. I know what onigiri are. I'm sorry. I, I I forget that um you're not completely American. I. Oh my god! What? <laughs> she's so vibrant now that she's traveling in Asia. Uh, you know, I'm cultured. I'm twirling my cultured mustache. You. <laughs> <laughs> How's Detroit? <laughs> Detroit is great. And by trolling her cultured mustache, she means her nipple hairs. I actually don't have any hairs in my nipple. So jokes on you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm drinking water too. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah please. See, but please, your skin needs it. I, oh my God. Wow. Wow. We're just. <laughs> I mean, it's a correct statement. Every skin needs water. I don't know why you're so offended. <laughs> Did I say, your skin looks dry as hell, drink some water? No, but you no, implied I, it. You implied it. No, I said your skin needs water, which all, all of our skins need water. Mm-hmm. Is it, it's what, what time is it over there? Seven o'clock, eight o'clock in the morning? Uh, 8.40 a.m. Ah, uh, so she is, she is ready to go. Did I strike a nerve? No. Why? Why would you strike a nerve? I don't know. Oh. You seem very defensive. I'm not defensive. Over a simple statement. Just jealous that you have salmon roll onigiri. And uh, what else have you... You've been sending me all these pictures. You're in Tokyo right now. I am. First of all, how many more days do you have left on the tour in Tokyo? Uh, I have, I'm here for two more nights. They'll be able to show today. And then tomorrow's like an off day. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we travel to Manila. Oh, oh, Manila. Oh, so you have to go and eat the bananas. You have to have mangoes. You have to have like, obviously you have to have like all the Filipino food, but like as, as an Asian person, we know that you just are going to be all about the tropical fruit. Honestly, look, well, I've been to Philippines many times. Um, because my aunt and uncle, like, lived there. Oh. So, like, we would visit them in the Philippines. Yeah. And, but also, like, living in L.A., there's so much, like, great Filipino restaurants, like, all around. Yeah. Um, And the Filipino food is, like, easily accessible. Yes. So, and, um... And it's easy to get good everywhere. Like, you can get good yeah. Filipino... Where there are Filipinos, there's good Filipino food. I mean, Filipino people or Filipino folks take their food very seriously, you know? Yes. So, however, like you said, though, the fruit, I mean, we all know American fruit sucks, you know? Yeah. And so I'm definitely going to eat lots of fruit and durian. Durian, 
the bananas, the little, the, the little Filipino bananas and the little yellow Filipino mangoes. Oh my God. The mm-hmm. best mangoes in the world. I think they're called Carabao mangoes and they are, oh, they're so, they're so good. They're so good. They're so good. And, and, um, what I, what else I'm really excited about is the spicy tuna pie from Jollibee. Ooh, yeah. Jollibee at the source. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, but the fried chicken and spaghetti taste exactly the same. Yeah. But American Jollibee does not carry the spicy tuna pie. Oh, I've never had it. So imagine it's like the same pie shell as the, um, the mango peach pie. Mm-hmm. But inside is filled with spicy tuna salad. Ooh, that sounds lovely. And it's deep fried? Deep fried, of course. Mm. You might get like really good quality quality ube stuff there. So if you get like a good halo halo. Oh yeah, I love halo halo. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they put ube in halo halo. Um, I feel like halo halo is like one of those things where the, there's so many like options and I mean, it's kind of like boba, you know, where there's like a million combinations possible. Yes. yes. So I'm sure there's like a new version of it. Yeah. Mm, so but, jealous. But I mean, on this podcast, we tend to talk about like what America lacks a lot. Yeah. We do. But every time I like, I do like an overseas tour, like you know, I really feel to my bone about how lacking American hotels food services are it's so first so first of all like late night option like this hotel has like a convenience store built in yeah so you can get like rice balls like spaghetti like japanese sandwiches um like 24 hours 24 7 and a lot of times like american hotels you get like pringles chips snickers at a vending machine yeah. And if they have like prepared food, it's usually like a dry ass turkey sandwich that's been sitting all day with some like mayo packets on the side. And the breakfast. I just uh, don't understand how hotel breakfast everywhere around the world so is so good. good. But like American, like, so American hotels, the eggs are like dry and wet at the same time. <laughs> Yes, like yeah, crumbly in a pool of water. Yeah, like scrambled eggs are always like neon yellow, but also like gray in the bottom, and it's like overcooked and like hard, but it's sitting in like a pool of egg juice. Yes, and then like the bacon is like burnt, but also yes. like not, but burnt, but also soggy at the same time. And the sausage patties are dry and greasy. Like, they somehow managed to, like, just butcher a breakfast item in every possible, like, combination you can imagine. But here, like, like this hotel that I'm staying in, for example, um, there's, like, three different rice options. There's, like, white rice, brown rice, and then, like, a Japanese-style rice where it's, like, um, clams and soy sauce and seaweed and, like, all the tossed into the rice that they, like, mix it up. And then there's always like a noodle selection. Like yesterday was udon, today was like ramen with all the toppings. And then there's always like a different grilled fish. There's like a miso soup bar. There's like a little like mochi bar. Yeah. It's just so good. I have a feeling that like the United States operated under the assumption that it was like the best at everything between the period of like the 1950s and possibly the 1990s 
And for a while, I think that, I think for that time period, it was probably true. And then the people that just ran the show got real cheap and decided to just rest on the assumption that everything was the best here, not do any kind of real improvements. And we just kind of got used to whatever like lackluster level of like service and hospitality and whatever here, save for like, you know, I mean, I will say that some of the service and hospitality that I got in Louisiana in New Orleans was some of like the best I ever had. But like when it comes to things like hotels, restaurants, the travel options, even like airplanes. Yeah, we just lag very far behind in a lot of places because they just took advantage of the lack of American travel sophistication. Like they kind of banked on the fact that we travel within the country and don't know any better. And that's that's why our stuff isn't as good as literally everywhere else. Literally just living inside of like a little bubble. Yeah. Yeah. So yesterday, um, we were like eating breakfast. Um, all of the queens were asleep because they're, I don't know, alcoholics <laughs> or something. Um and then um another like cast member like came down and then he was like mad at the breakfast offerings. And he's like I need like real breakfast food. And when he said that, like I kind of like wanted to snap. Because like by real breakfast food, he meant you know, like cereal, was, like, like a continental it, breakfast. Like eggs, like bacon, you know, like sausage, like cereal. Yeah. But I don't know. The way he worded it really bothered me. Like just because like you're used to the American breakfast, you know, doesn't mean like what these Japanese breakfast like offerings aren't any like less real. Right. And also I feel like it was such like an ignorant thing to say. But yeah. also I wasn't that trying to like start a fight in the morning at a hotel breakfast. <laughs> Obvious. Yeah, for sure. Um, they can listen to this podcast. <laughs> I doubt they'll, they'll listen to this podcast. They don't seem that cultured. <laughs> shady. Shady. <We're> shady. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's like not an ounce of like culture to be found within this person <laughs> it, i i'm so curious now but i'm not going to ask anyways <laughs> um so how has the show itself been well it hasn't started yet you're still under rehearsals no i mean we just got to japan it's the first oh, time oh how was your plane ride how was that whole experience what did you fly we flew United. Oh. For a group tour, they just get like the cheapest whatever for the group, you know? What are the in- international flights in United like? It's not like horrible. Yeah. But it's also like nothing like stand out yeah. about it. Also, the weird thing is, um, okay, so I was like looking at browsing the um the menu in business class. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there's like different options. Um, but I chose like to go with the um Japanese like offering. Yeah. Um, but it didn't specifically it didn't specifically say a Japanese offering. It just said like um like yakitori chicken with like boba and they had all these like Japanese ingredients. So it was like clearly like the Japanese option, right? Yeah. Um so then when it came to dinner time and they came and dropped my food off, um the flight attendant said, Here's your Zen meal. Zen meal. But like nor the menu did it say they, they call that selection a zen meal <laughs> what and the hell like, does that even mean i don't know and it was like a caucasian attendant like dropping it off to me and i was like did they say zen meal because 
I mean, like, again, nowhere in the menu did this, they call this a Zen meal. Yeah, that's wild. Like, like, did they just, I don't know, did they just decide to randomly call this meal a Zen meal because it was, like, Japanese, or? I guess. I guess. Well, I remember when I used to fly to Japan when Delta had a stopover on the way to Hong Kong, the Japanese option was always so, so very good. Mm-hmm. Oh, but my personal favorite, not because I'm of that culture, but Korean airline food is so good. Uh, what Korean air? Oh um, my god, Cor- so so very good. You can the- get like pimbap or sambab. Yes, yes, and that's not even like a meal part. That's like that's like just one of the snacks on your way there. Because uh-huh. like I would fly, I would fly Detroit, Detroit, Seoul, and then to, from there to Hong Kong, and that's how I would get to Hong Kong. And it, I always looked forward, I always looked forward to the Korean leg of the flight because a, airport there is amazing, and b, uh, the service was always so good, and like I love that color scheme, that like taupe and and moss. Or whatever it is, it's yeah. very peaceful. It's bright but peaceful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then also like all the flight attendants are like ridiculously good looking because that's I, like well, part of the job requirement, which is I, crazy. Right, that is ridiculous. I mean, like, did you ever watch the TV show Pan Am? Oh uh, no, I feel like it could have gone somewhere. Like, if it, I don't know, it it was a good show. Unfortunately, it got canceled. But like, the ladies had to do like weigh ins. And measurements oh. before they even got on the flight. Like they had, if they were too quote unquote fat, they were, they weren't allowed to fly. And it had nothing to do with like weight limits. It would, had everything to do with like misogyny and just the way the business is done back then. But I'm sure at some of these other airlines, they still do that. Oh, I'm sure. But um, yeah, but back to the food. Yeah, not only do you there's food, but there's also sambab. Mm-hmm. The last time I flew, I think Korean Air. Uh, there was like a choice of like spicy pork bulgogi and then they came with all these different like medley of vegetables that you can make like a little wrap with mm. it was so good like almost like restaurant quality yeah and then meanwhile some of the other airlines around the country just gives you some like the fish option is like very fishy and dry mm-hmm. the, the chicken option is always mushy and like in like a brown sauce yeah or it's like a mushroom sauce which I yeah. do love a mushroom sauce, especially like a Hong Kong style mushroom sauce. But like otherwise, it's just no. If it's like a generic mushroom sauce, I'm not a fan. Yeah. Mm. Oh, and then also, um, and now back to Japan, where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> we keep getting sidetracked as usual. Um, the first time we were here, we went to Kumbaya Sushi Place. Yeah. Um, it's because I was going with the group, and I figured Kumbaya Belt will be easy because like. A lot of Every, people have that sushi. And people can get so, what they want. Yeah. But then I also forgot, um, you know, that like their their idea of sushi is like rolls. Yeah. Like, you know, like dragon roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And you know, obviously that's not a thing in Asia. <laughs> oh. Yeah, there's not gonna be like that much mayo and crunch yeah. sauce and like that stuff put on it. Like conveyor belt sushi in Japan is like ridiculously high quality too. It is, like yeah. It's, 
the things that the stuff that people pay like a couple hundred dollars for in the United States, people mm-hmm. will pay for twenty dollars, thirty dollars in Japan just mm-hmm. because like of the turnover. Like there's no bad sushi in Japan because everybody's eating up so much of it so quickly. Everything is always fresh. Yeah. So then after like realizing, you know, like, oh my god, there's like a lot of pick eaters here. Oh, then no. I realized like why am I playing concierge to these people? Yeah. Like, some of these people, like, we don't even ever, like, hang out with. Right. And, or don't or even, like, they ever, like, invite me to places. Right. But, like, why am I, like, spending time out of my, like, important time in Asia? I'm trying to show these, like, uncultured people. I mean, I know people, like, you know, like, showing people, like, how to do things and, you know, like, like, show people to, like, eat things and introduce them. If our friends. Yeah. But like, why am I taking these strangers and like, like worrying about like tour guide? Yeah. So then I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna like do things on my own from this point on. <laughs> yeah, traveling with people who are like not adventurous is very difficult because it like yeah, it, it's is that situation where your your lowest common denominator drags down the whole group because like they're not having fun. Yeah. I prefer traveling alone for this reason, unless I travel with someone that I know that like I will get along with in the way that like we're just adventurous and down to try whatever. Okay. But like it, it just takes like one person who like is you're traveling for all the wrong reasons. Like, uh-huh. like if you left if you left America upset, like you're still gonna be upset wherever you land it's not going to fix your it's not going to fix anything for you and like yeah it's true it reminds me of that one time on tour last year um i was going to a chinese restaurant that specialized in um dry pot mm. and, who doesn't you know, like I invite, that well here let me let me get to the story oh, okay. <laughs> and i told people like okay i'm going for a chinese dry pot this is exactly what it is do not come if you have dietary restrictions at all. Yeah. And if there's like certain type of food that you can't eat, because this isn't like a type of place to go, like, and right. you like request like substitutions and blah, 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 blah. Right. Because it's all mixed so then, together. Like, yeah. So anyways, a bunch of people showed up and of course there's two people like who don't eat like seafood and there's like people like who doesn't like Asian food. And I'm like, why the hell did you come? I specifically said, do not come if you're any of these above. And of course, you know, like, it, and this is like a super super Chinese place where like even like the servers like barely speak English, right? Yeah. And these people are here asking for a fork and soy sauce for their rice, oh, and man. they're asking if there's like sweet and sour chicken on the menu. It's like no, this is a place that only does dry pot. <laughs> and I told you that. And uh-huh. then, oh my god, I I don't know, I just you know maybe that's why I don't need that many friends. <laughs> Well, there have to, there has to be some people in the group that are like good travel partners with. Oh, there are, there are, you yeah. know, and those people are wonderful and I like love hanging out with them. But yeah, I don't know, for me to like have to worry about all of your dietary restrictions, what I already told you, this is exactly what it's going to be. And then somehow like it becomes my responsibility for you to try to figure something out for you. What I specifically told, these are the guidelines for coming. Mm. It just becomes like, I don't know, it's such like a waste of my energy and time. Yeah. I wonder if people on the people listening to the podcast have like a list of who's up on the on the tour right now trying to figure out who you're talking about. Oh my. 
I don't know, either even then while I'm venting, let me <laughs> I know. Keep venting. Keep venting. I know. And then yesterday was like another day off. So it's like, all right, like let's go to town. Um, you know, like I want to go to like this district and then like this like shopping district, right? Yeah. So then the, we we all get like, her in the lobby. Mm-hmm. And then another queen was like, Oh, um, I lost my phone last night. Um I'm like, okay. It's like, um, but the police, uh, the, uh, the cab driver, like, turned it into the police station. So, can we stop at the police station? And I'm like, oh, you couldn't have done, like, early, you couldn't have done that, like, early in the morning before we gathered. Like, <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, um, the, can we, like, get it, like, on the way back, you know, like, from our, like, shopping and things? He's like, well, can we get the phone before so I can, like, take videos of the day and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. So then we take them to the police station, and then, of course, it takes them like almost like thirty minutes to like find their phone and come out while we're all just like sitting in a cab waiting for them. Yeah. So and then you know by the time we get out of the group and go get to like the destination, it's always already like hour and a half past like the time like that I wanted to be there. And then on top of all that, just like soon after, like couple like shopping a couple stores, they decide to just like go off on their own uh, and then i just like never saw them for the rest of today what the hell i was just like so i don't know but it's like if you're gonna do that so basically i don't know i felt like did you just use me so you can like go get your phone right like i was just like so fucking annoyed and like first first of all you like it can only happen in japan where you like lose their phone and then you actually find it at the police station Mm-hmm. Otherwise, anywhere else that that shit would be lost. <laughs> but like, I mean, they're probably just afraid to like w- what navigate Tokyo by themselves, and so they just wanted to, you know, be part of a group or something until they can get their phone back and then use their phone to like go off wherever they wanted to. But also, like, I don't know. Then you maybe they could have mentioned that. Yeah, you yeah. know, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like. I feel like it's just like lacking in like basic manner, kind of like a thing, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. At least it happened early in the tour. Maybe you realize just like, all right, for the rest of the tour, I'm just going to do my own thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And not just like not wasting my precious time on my day off. Yeah, because like and you're, and... you're actually looking forward to being out there too. Like where you're, yeah. you're at Tokyo, Manila, Taipei, and where else? Um, Singapore. Oh, that's it? Oh, uh, we're only doing four Asian cities this time. Oh, no Hong Kong? No Hong Kong. Oh, that's too bad. Oh, probably no, like, China in general, huh? I, mean, I, I, I have no idea why we're not doing it. Yeah. This is the schedule. <laughs> I just follow it. Oh, very nice. Uh, Anything that you like about the show? The show? Yeah, I mean... The show itself is like really very grand and like over the top. Um, and it's a really cool to see like what the different queens, you know, like decide to do with their personas and like numbers in the show. So, do they just so when you're doing the show, do you just pretty much get a concept and you flesh it out on your own? Um, every queen has like a different thing. So, like, some queens they just like have like the production like call up and all the numbers and everything and they just basically like 
show up and like learn the choreo and they just do it mm-hmm. and then some queens like to like be part of like every aspect from like the visuals to like dancers costumes and everything mm-hmm. so um, it all depends like Naomi for example she likes to have her hands on everything yeah and have like control over like every little detail and then Derek Queens who just like show up in a costume and then they'll just like dance to whatever they're taught by the choreographer and they'll just like do it clock in clock out and go well that's fair too Mm. yeah no but yeah every queen is different i'm trying to think of like anything that's been going on in my life but my life is just so boring right now compared to yours (laughs) (laughs) no your life sounds nice and relaxing. It actually is. It actually is. It's so nice to be home. But Ooh. I will say, I, I mean, I will be on a little tour of my own soon as well at the end of next month. So it'll be interesting to see. But well, we'll take a quick break and then we'll come right back. Yes, we'll be right back. And we're back. Say something, John. Oh, um, Tiger Sugar Michigan followed us back on Instagram. Really? Yes. The Michigan oh, chapter Sugar. of Tiger Sugar. Iconic Tiger Sugar. So Tiger Sugar, right now, is like, this is like not a paid thing. Yeah. They have like a collaboration with Hello Kitty right now. <gasps> They're so cute. I posted it and on I, our Instagram stories because I was just there yesterday. Today. It's been a long day. And I guess you can get like a Hello Kitty doll um boba drink holder with purchase or something oh i saw my friends post about it and i'm like i want that hello kitty like boba holder oh i didn't know that they came with a thingy i just got a hello kitty themed cup oh i don't know if it comes with it or you seem to purchase it but oh, either way oh i didn't see they that had i it. totally would have bought one Boo, yes yeah i know oh well we have a lot of unsponsored things <laughs> we're not sponsored period <laughs> we're just not we're just not. So many listeners and yet no sponsors. Do we have a lot of <laughs> Do we have a lot of listeners? Yes, we do. Oh. I appreciate all of you. But anyways, we're going to get to the topic for today and we're going to do overrated underrated again, but we're going to do overrated underrated of our own cuisine. So, so Detroit Oh, I was going to do Chinese food, but okay. I can do Detroit. Or Chinese food, whichever. Um, I can do both. We have time. Why don't you start, though? Because I want to hear your opinion. on. I, I want to hear your thoughts. <laughs> I'm very curious to know. Overrated Korean food? Yes. The... Okay, so... Cheese. And by cheese, I mean... Like the whole like trend with so much something like Korean food, especially spice food nowadays, is to cover it in so much cheese. Mm. Like spicy chicken with a mountain of like melted mozzarella. Mm. Like key barbecue with like melted cheese to like dip your key barbecue in. Um, like tteokbokki with like um, they call it, like waterfall of cheese. Oh, with the raclette? No. Oh. It's just like some like mozzarella mixture. Oh, okay. They call like it like a waterfall of cheese. Yeah, well, we're not talking about raclette here. <laughs> Stay on topic. <laughs> Sorry. I just like a lot of 
It just tastes so good. So yeah, okay. So and what's underrated? Um, underrated. Um, I feel like a lot of like Korean side dishes. Um, I feel like especially like um. So like side dishes are like a very like important part of like Korean cuisine, and like an average Korean would have at least like one or two side dishes with every meal, along with like whatever like the protein that they're eating. Mm. Um, and half the times, like you know, like people go to key barbecue or Korean restaurant, you know, they get like all these like side dishes, and they just almost like eat them less of like the appetizer. <laughs> yeah. But, like, that's not how it's eaten in Korea, you know? Like, in Korea, when you say, like, um, that means that literally translates to eating a bowl of rice. Mm-hmm. Um, and the meal is about, like, finishing this bowl of rice with all these side dishes and accoutrements. Mm. Um, and, like, a lot of people see side dishes as, like, this. Like the pancha is like, like almost like freebies, like that come with like the entrees, but like that's not the case. Like side part, side dishes and like the entrees are like what makes up like the Korean meal all together. Yeah. And like a lot of times, like side dishes are like better than like the meats, like that you get like a lot of the times at home. And there's like so much variety and like whatever is seasonal. A lot of times, like people don't even know the name except like the most like Korean side dishes that they're eating. Yeah. And yeah, I feel like a lot of them go very like underappreciated. But a lot of those Korean side dishes also like it's very time consuming to make. And people don't realize that. Like it is time consuming, but people just make it in like big batches. So they have a lot and of it. Yeah, and then they just like eat a little bit of it at a time, mm-hmm. like for days. I love the I I well, what is panchan is what the, the, those panchan, yeah are, yeah I I love them they're they're just I just think they're a lot of fun. Yeah, that's a good one. My personal my personal favorite is like the um, burdock root. Oh, burdock root is good. Or um, stir fried um, small anchovies. Is it the one with the, the, the anchovies, the, 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 the tiny fish with, they look at you? Yeah. They're so good. It's, a, it's almost, it almost tastes like they've been like slightly candied. Yeah. And, and crispy. It's so yeah. good. Yes. Yes. Those are one of my favorites. I love those over rice. Same. And sometimes that's like all you need. Yeah, for sure. What about you? For me? Okay. So for, I can't do Detroit because there are only like a couple of things you literally just said, oh, I could do Detroit. Well, I, I think Michigan is better. It's just more oh. options. Because, like, Detroit is known for what? Like, <laughs> pizza, coney dogs, and, um, I don't know. Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. I've I've never eaten there. You've eaten there. I've eaten at their L.A. pop-up, and it was one of the worst experiences of my life. Oh, really? Tell me about it. Well, it was just, like, it's just, like, literally, like, cafeteria, like, quality spaghetti. Yeah. By like twenty dollars. Oh god. No. Ew. Yeah. That's awful. Why would you even do that? Okay. So I think um 
Overrated for Michigan would be, in my personal opinion, would be uh, the pasties. Mm. You know, the like meat hand pies. Yeah. I've never had a pasty that was like seasoned enough. And the the crust was always like not very flavorful. I'm sure there are like some there's somebody out there that does it well, but I've had Mm -hmm. them. In Detroit, I've had them in the UP. I've had them sent to me from famous places from allegedly in the UP. And they're just like, this doesn't taste like anything. It sounds like ground beef inside like a meh pie crust. Especially if you're comparing it to like ones that are just generally good. Like uh, Jamaican patties. Forget mm-hmm. about it. Oh my God. Best mm-hmm. mincemeat ham pie mm-hmm. ever. Um, because they actually taste like something. But yeah, the Michigan one, not a fan. Secondly, second would be also like Mackinac fudge. Like, I don't get it either. It's literally just sugar. I can't eat it unless I've got salt and like sprinkle on it so it can taste interesting. Yes. Um, so I get it. Americans like love overly sweet things. But like, if it's one note sweet, if it's so sweet that it hurts your teeth, I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't even appreciate it. And I do like, I like Cadbury chocolate. I like Cadbury milk chocolate. Like it's, it's not, I'm not like a snooty dark chocolate only person. Like I like me some like cheap milk chocolate, but there's some stuff when it's all, if it's all sugar and with some brown coloring on it, I can't do it. And so for both of you, I'm just not familiar with Mackinac Island fudge. Um, so during summer times, like a lot of people in Michigan will vacation to the Mackinac Island. And on the island, it's full of fudge shops. So you go into different fudge shops, and then they'll always give you, like, samples of their fudge. And then you buy blocks of fudge and bring it back to your home. Yep. But these fudge are really, really, really sweet and sugary. Um, and yeah, you there's can just, barely like, not taste much, like, any chocolate. Yeah, and there's not much, like, nuance to it. It's literally, like, eating flavored sugar blocks is what it feels like yeah um as far as underrated i still think detroit style pizza is still not famous enough Mm. i I don't know i feel like detroit pizza gets all the accolades in the world it does it does get a lot it people recognize it if they've had it but it just needs to universally be understood that it's the best type of pizza. I'm oh, sorry. Like, well, that is. Yeah. You're about to start a war with I'm that fine with it. I'm fine. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? Come at me with their like floppy pizzas to try to drown me in their Chicago style? I'm sorry. No. Wow. <laughs> There's just like... Um... Now, pizza is the one of those things like that is like so universally loved by everyone, it's and true. everyone has like an opinion of it. It's true, and mine is the right one. <laughs> this is I, I'm willing. This is the controversy I'm willing to start. Detroit style pizza is the best type of pizza. Mm, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but I am not the person to have this conversation with because yeah. <laughs> I don't like pizza. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I. See, I love pizza and I can enjoy every single type of pizza, but like by the metric of crust and topping to crust ratio, 
and just enjoyability of texture and flavor. I'm sorry, Detroit style is just the best. It is. It is. Um, but then also, like, I think our Coney dogs are pretty good. That's true. And tell people about the Coney dog. So traditionally, a Detroit style Coney dog, some people might call it a chili dog. Um, it's not. It's a beef sausage that is covered with a traditionally made. It's a chili made with beef heart. And it is very like kind of like got a very cumin forward type chili is very nice. And it's topped with onions and mustard. <laughs> um, and it's like savory. It's pungent. It's just it just hits you quite hard and it's unapologetic. And that's what I like about it. There's no it's savory and tangy. There's no like sweetness, really. I mean, you could do ketchup if you want to do. But I just do it with onions and mustard, and that's like that's the way it hits for me. I feel like and, ketchup is that ingredient that, like, among like the hot dog fanatics, it's like that one condiment that is like really frowned upon. <laughs> Anywhere I mean, you I, go, I'm f- if you're if you're at a baseball game, if you're at a baseball game and you get mm-hmm. one with with mustard and ketchup, yeah, that's fine. That's a classic and stuff. But like <laughs> the places that counterbalance it with like equally 50 50 savory sweet like they put the ketchup on there they put the relish on there but they put the mustard in the that's like that's too much you're doing too much at this point just like split your meal into courses so my i love coney dog um i enjoy like those like flavor combination my only gripe is a lot of the coney dog the hot dog is always boiled Mm-hmm. not grilled yeah yeah and a lot of times like the hot dogs are very like soft mm. um they are interestingly enough they were like the least interesting part of that thing but when i eat a hot dog like i want that like crisp like outer case and then like that snappiness yeah and then yeah. like and then the inside is like really juicy it's like the coney dog had that i think i would like maybe when like raiders like number one hot dog yeah if it had like a snappy grill like a fat link on it and then that had the, the the snappy skin and the nice little caramelization on the top, or maybe even like a hot link. Eh, maybe no, it might be too much. But like, I, I get what you mean. A little bit more effort on the dog itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can I can understand that. I respect that. Yeah. But, How do you feel about a Chicago hot dog? Uh, I need to remember. I haven't been to Chicago in so long. I feel like this is one of the things. I need to go and try when I'm on tour in Chicago because I'm actually going. My book tour does land in Chicago. Um, but well, it's, Chicago it's hot dog famous, tra- right? It is, there's, yeah. it's got the- so Chicago hot dog is traditionally, first of all, most like Chicago dog places won't have ketchup anywhere in the store. That's okay. like a thing. They're like, fuck ketchup. We hate ketchup. We didn't. Like, no ketchup in our store. We don't even give ketchup for the fries. Like, that kind of a situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but Chicago hot dog is always served on a poppy seed bun mm-hmm. and then, um, mustard, onion, sport peppers, and then relish that is like neon green. You've lost me there. Like it's like a bright neon green. Is it a sweet relish? Um, it's been a while since I've had it, but I think it's like. I think it's like half and half. Okay, maybe. 
I mean, I'm not thrown off by the by artificial looking things. Um, mm-hmm. What is with Chicago and like bright green things between their hot dogs and their river during St. Patrick's <laughs> Day and their beer during that time too? I don't know. Chicago just likes being extra for no reason. That's fair. Chicago, I I describe Chicago like cuisine because like the Chicago mm-hmm. definitely has like a style of food. Um, and mm-hmm. never mind, like, Alenia, which is, like, the one of the most innovative restaurants in the world. No, a fine dining scene and then, like, regular flu scene is two completely different completely things. Completely different things. But even then, like, going out to eat in Chicago is, like, a full-contact sport. Mm-hmm. Like, their idea of of what do what, what doing the most is... It's like mm-hmm. it's the burger, but then they're pouring the cheese on top of the burger and then sticking a knife in the bur- like that's what the grandness of Chicago. It doesn't I, care. I, I, I've, I've never I've never seen that in Chicago. Oh, I have. I, it doesn't really care. It's, it's got it's super rich. It doesn't really care whether or not you live to see another day, but you're going to have a great mm-hmm. time tonight. Like that's like my mm-hmm. understanding and my experience of like Chicago food and dining mm-hmm. out. Yeah, Chicago food is very like rich and heavy. Yeah, in general. It like it's like it's Midwest with money. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Midwest like, taste with like let's see what we how far we can take this because we have like, ha- people here. Like, have you ever had an Italian beef? No. So this is like one of the biggest Chicago food. And the whole time I lived in Chicago, I've had it maybe like three times to try to understand it, but I still don't understand it. So, oh, it's a sandwich. It's a sandwich. And on a sub bun, Mm -hmm. they put in like a mound of roast beef slices Mm. and jardinera. Oh, I love jardinera. No, no, no. But keep listening. But then they take the whole sandwich and they dunk the whole sandwich into um, the beef, like, au jus. Uh-huh. So it's wet. And then, and then they give the sandwich to you like that. And then as you're eating it, the whole sandwich is, like, falling apart because it's wet. Do they give you a fork and knife? No. Ooh, I mean, I you could, could ask for it. I couldn't do that. I, but like, I, I don't mind, like, a French dip. But this is not a French sit. Yeah. Like, and it's a culture to, like, eat it. Like, scarf down this whole Italian beef sandwich as there's, like, juice, like, running all over your hands. I can't do fingers. that. No, sorry. No, no. No, that w- I'd need I need gloves. I need the gloves that go all the way to your elbows. Mm-hmm. I do not like eating with dirty hands or getting my hands, like, dirty. Like, you know, little fried chicken, mm-hmm. little, like, some barb, even, like, barbecued ribs. Like, I'll have, like, some wet wipes close by. But, like, if, I, if I'm if i eating something that's mm-hmm. sopping, I don't think I'd enjoy it very much. To me, the sandwich is always, like, mind-boggling to me because um, I've always thought, like, Americans hated, like, soggy, mushy things. And they purposely make the sandwich soggy and mushy. Yeah. Well, you know, it is. <laughs> it's just kind of like in line with what my idea of what Chicago food is. But I will say, Jardinera, Jardinera is so so good, and you can it is get really good. so much of it. Like, what what is the what's the brand in Chicago that is like famous for this stuff? Oh, um, 
there's like a specific one and marconi yes it's marconi okay if you can get a jar of marconi spicy like the spicy stuff is really really good jardinera Mm -hmm. it's delicious i put it on my pizza i put it in my sandwiches Mm -hmm. i put it on i put it in my minestrone salads everything it is just so so good and it's just like it's 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 like peppers and vegetables like preserved in mm-hmm. oil and seasonings and it's just like so flavorful and so tasty and just so mm, mm, and all the sandwich shop has like jardinero as like a topping option yes it's so popular in chicago yes yes they, they have that going for them and and they uh-huh. deserve a lot of praise for it um <laughs> overrated underrated and cantonese food mm, shit <laughs> That's gonna be a hard one. Okay. Um, there's just there's so much to choose from. There is so <laughs> much to choose from. Ah, uh, crap. Uh, Can I tell you what? What my, is, okay? Yours is yeah. Go ahead for for Cantonese. Yeah. Barbecue pork chashu buzz. And dim sum, overrated. Yes, agree. I I I could agree. Yes, <laughs> and I I get the beauty of it, you know. And I still enjoy it from time to time, but for some reason, people always act like you have to get the barbecue char siu bugs when you go to dim sum, and I could honestly do it out. Yeah, it 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 is oftentimes it's the kids' favorite. It's the kids' favorite thing. Um, I just think like there's like other options at dim sum I'd want to eat before I even reach. I before I even think about reaching for the barbecue pork buns at dim sum. Yeah, you. I'm still having <laughs> a very very difficult time <laughs> thinking of it. Uh, it's like all good to me. <laughs> I don't yeah, I know she's looking at me like with such side eye right now. <laughs> so here's the thing. Here's the thing. While I do agree, like I would agree with you that Tasio Bao is probably something that so many people who don't really know the extent of what Cantonese cuisine is, so naturally it's like most people's favorite, and therefore it's just easy to be overrated. Um, I think Tasio might also be a little bit like that. Maybe I will say traditional tasu for me, even though the flavor is always really, really good, oftentimes it's super dry. Yeah. And I don't and I don't care how sweet it is. I don't care how savory it is. Like the only re- the only redeeming quality of like a super dry tasu, which a lot of tasu is, is like the burnt caramelized burnt tips at the end, Here. and that is like super good, and that will like make me feel better. But like yeah. if it's dry, it's if it's dry, it's dry, and it's oftentimes a lot of it is dry, and therefore it's to me it is it is overrated and um, underrated. Um, I 
I really like the roast goose. I don't think Cantonese roast goose gets enough time in the spotlight. Like a really, really good roast goose with like the sweet, uh, the it's made with uh, the fermented bean curd with the little tiny sweet beans in there. Oh my mm-hmm. God, it's so, so good. But people go for tasio, people go for like the white cooked chicken or the red cooked chicken and stuff like that. They always pass by the goose. Or maybe just here in America, because, you know, Americans just like. <laughs> yeah. And here's the thing like, it's hard for me to say like overrated, underrated, because like thinking about Cantonese food, I feel like people just like things in the appropriate amount. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like we just appreciate everything for what it is, and we have our favorites and our least favorite. But yeah, well, you heard it here, folks. John came up with the idea to do overrated, underrated food, and it's just, and um, turns out uh, that had, my food is all good, <laughs> and it turns out that he just had no idea what he wants to talk about. I mean, I feel like. <laughs> That's okay. You're keeping things new and fresh. I'm trying to keep things new and fresh. Tomorrow is is your first show? Tonight. Oh, tonight is your first show. Yeah. Um, After this podcast, I'm going to go get ready. Oh, how long does it take for you to get ready? Oh, well, we have to get to the venue, set up, rehearse. Um, All right. All that good stuff. Well, on that note, then we better let you go and... (laughs) entertain all of the lovely people of Tokyo. Yes. Yeah. And have fun holding down Detroit. I always do. And um, if you like what you heard, everybody, like, comment, subscribe. And send us a question on our Instagram, one for the table, the number one for the table. Mm. And that's it. Wow, yeah. you're really you're really giving it to us today, Don. What, why is this my fault? Why is it why why do I have to be the one that's <laughs> I don't know, nothing like hearing a podcast and the whole just goes in. Eh. <laughs> I'm listening. I am actively I am actively listening. All right. Well Don is here to listen to um <laughs> me talk, I guess. <laughs> you're the one who's doing interesting shit right now. I can't help it. You know what my day was like? I I sprayed peppermint all over my basement because like the spiders are starting to come in because it's fall and spiders hate peppermint. So I'll see. That's interesting. Is it really? Yeah. Well, well. Yesterday I saw a I killed a black widow spider. Why you gotta kill the black ones? Uh, it's a black widow spider, and it's like an actually deadly spider that was in my house. And I was like, I'm sorry, you're in my house and you could kill anybody in here. So I'm going to have to squish you. Why'd you make oh, it awkward? Life? <laughs> well, well, what's life without a little danger? Oh, no, 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 no. Knowing that you could be bitten by a black widow anytime. Ew, no, I'd worried. I'm worried more about the dogs. They don't, they don't bite very much, but when they do, it's, it's dangerous. So I saw that and I was like, oh, they're coming in. It's fall. I mean, it Man. is the last day of summer, so. I mean, I saw Kill Bill. I know how deadly Black Mamba is. That's a snake. Oh. Black Viper. That's not a thing. Black Widow. Yeah, there, there, there you go. You found it. You got there. All right. Have fun. Break a leg today. All right, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>